Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga. It's Gianni Gambino, and I'll be joined by my lovely co-host, Bradshaw Wish, in just a moment. You know, we do this sometimes. We, uh, well, basically, we record a session, and then I have to go back and do the intro later because I do everything. (laughs) But, um, no, we have a really good episode. We have a special guest on. I'm going to tell you all about it in a moment. But if you are new to the podcast, welcome. We're so happy you're here. If you've listened before, welcome back. You know the deal. We need your reviews. We've been asking very politely week after week. And you know what? Some of you haven't done it yet. So please rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you listen. And you know, you could win a t-shirt by the end of November. We are giving one lucky listener a podcast tea and you know you want it. Um, (laughs) Besides that, we're going to Nicaragua. At this point in time, we actually only have one bed left in a shared room and then one private room, the penthouse. So if you want to go on a yoga retreat, February 2024, this is one of our favorites. It's yoga, sun, surf. We go sailing. It's honestly the best time. So check it out on our website. And You know, we're staying in Nicaragua for the following week after that, and we're doing a 200-hour teacher training. So this is half in-person, half virtual. You can find out all the details on our website under the 200-hour section. Go to kayayogaschool.com and let us know if you have questions. You can always reach out to us. I answer all of the DMs, whether it's on Kaya, Funny Thing, my personal DMs at Gianna Gambino, and I'm so excited to connect with you guys. All right. Now here's the good stuff. Bradshaw and I had a conversation a long time ago on the podcast about astrology and yoga. And we were like, hey, what the heck is the link between astrology and yoga? Because sometimes when we don't know things, we don't want to pretend we know things. We're like, oh, we're going to find out. And so through some research, especially on a local level, we connected with an astrologer. And this is like, one of the most anticipated episodes I probably could have asked for. So we're bringing on Chicago local Mahale Yared. I found her just a simple Google search, to be honest. And her website, Just One Garusha, has so much information. She's an astrologer, a writer, a coach. She also has her own podcast called the Garusha Guide Podcast. So check that out. And not only does she geek out about all things astrology, but she's super knowledgeable and into ancestral wisdom, personal development, and general wellness. So I can't wait to share this conversation with you. Enjoy. Hello, Mahi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about two of my favorite topics. Yeah. Well, I'm excited we'll- too. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous excited. I'm nervous excited. <laughs> I was yeah. 
much fun. When Gianna <laughs> told me you were coming on, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be great. I'm so yeah. stoked. And we've been like, I know I talked to you on the phone and I say a little bit of this in the intro, but Bradshaw and I are just curious about um, the connection of yoga and astrology in general. So I know we want to start there, but before we even get there, I gave a little introduction. Can you tell us in your own words, a little bit about how you got into astrology and also uh, if your yoga practice kind of complements it in any way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Mahadej. Most people call me Mahi. Um, I'm originally from the San Francisco Bay Area, which meant like things like astrology, yoga, spirituality were around me like my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it felt very natural to develop an interest in these two areas. So I was always somebody who kept like a journal and I've been like having little notes about astrology in my journal dating back to when I was like eight years old. So Mm. I don't know how young I was really when I started exploring astrology. Um, But it was always something I was interested in. I had no idea that you could study it. Um, But I was always somebody who loved like writing, research, just a huge nerd. So I ended up going to undergrad at the University of Chicago and studying political science And then went to law school because I was told that I can do a lot of research and writing and um, counseling people and advocating. So I went to law school and um, during that time continued to enjoy astrology, Um, had continued a yoga practice that I started when I was like 16 years old. My mom took me to yoga studio in Campbell. Um, And I was just always interested in having a language to understand my connection with people around me and like my connection to nature. I always loved swimming in the ocean when I was a kid and it just felt like everything is connected. And so like understanding it and having language around it was super empowering. Um, But it was only after I graduated law school and I was like working in a traditional law firm setting that I realized you can study astrology. And I started taking Mm -hmm astrology courses like for the purpose of learning how to practice and for somebody who really fell out of love with the traditional practice of law very quickly Mm. this gave me like a substitute to itch like all of the nerdy things of like researching and looking at charts and like taking a really complex problem and making it really easy for someone to understand um and all of these things just like itch the same thing so when I started providing astrology readings in 2021 I was like this is it It brings together so many of my passions um and it's a beautiful way to work with people and a lot of the clients that I work with are always interested in using their astrology to expand their wellness practices and Mm -hmm. yoga is something that especially for people who have specific placements I'm always encouraging them to do so it was really awesome looking at both of your charts and seeing why you know things that I can see about like what may have drawn you to the practice and Mm. what your working relationship is like so super excited (laughs) can't wait to hear about that (laughs) on a a personal note we were like we need to be nicer to each other because we we fight like siblings so maybe we could (laughs) maybe we'll expose expose a little bit of that we do um no, it's really interesting and something that as you're talking and and what you were saying about house place, or I don't know if you said house, but placements being indicative of like where, why you might end up in the wellness field. I, um, 
I was just thinking about this for myself because no matter whether I was in yoga or anything else, it was always like a passion to like help people or like serve people. I'm like, I need to know if that is connected in some way. But before we even get there, I was, I think like just on a fundamental level and like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think people who are generally interested in yoga are using yoga as a tool to learn more about themselves. Like it is a very much a practice of self-connection. And so on that fundamental level, I'm like, Barsha, maybe that's the link. Maybe people who are into just like getting to know themselves through their yoga practice are also attracted to these other modalities Mm -hmm. like astrology and, you know, we, you know, there's a whole bunch of other subgenres, but but that, that, that to me seems like the most fundamental link. Is there anything more than that, that I'm missing? Like, is there? Yes, there is a deep okay. <laughs> thousands year long history. But I think what you said really feeds to like, what is at its core and like mm. why the two have been connected for so long. Um, so like with astrology, astrology has been practiced for over 15,000 years. And the earliest origins are in Ethiopia, Egypt, Um, China and India Um, and Vedic astrology practiced in India has a really long relationship with the yogic practice as well these were both crafts Mm -hmm. of self-knowledge that were disciplines that not only you would master in one lifetime but like multiple lifetimes as well this idea that you would carry this wisdom between lifetimes and like continue to help connect people to themselves. Um, And so this, these concepts around Ayurveda talk a lot about the intention of astrology, the intention of yoga, and they, they absolutely go hand in hand though. Mm -hmm. Like both areas have their own, you know, mastery, like be being a yoga teacher is like a lifelong of learning and like same with astrology, which is why I love it so much. It's like, Mm -hmm. you can be so humbled by the practice because you're always trying to grow. And then there's always a different season or something that will make things more challenging. Um, And so these two things have, have always been like these ways of connecting like individual consciousness with like Mm. the universal consciousness Mm. and like Mm. seeing that like we're all we're all one um but I think I think that like that point in itself is really resonates with me which is just like our personal confidence like our personal discovery and then like the togetherness Mm -hmm. of 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 us all that really that makes sense to me because I'm I've always like well what's the what is the correlation between these two things but you I'm like there's no correlation and I'm like oh you're right yeah we all want to feel that you know connection to like this greater like Mm -hmm. greater thing yeah this greater thing that we have and like both things offer like in a big way language of self-reflection like the language of astrology you know the language of of yoga like there's so many Sanskrit words in mm. yoga that I like I don't understand until I see the teacher like doing the move um, mm-hmm. and then I'm like oh yes it's it's this thing and and that language gives you um, like a toolbox to you so when you're practicing yoga you know when you want maybe a more fiery practice or mm. 
if you're feeling like really tender and like emotional like around the full moon you might want something mm-hmm. that's like really releasing and gentle and like you know some poses where like if you cry a little on your mat it's okay mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and like astrology in a similar way I think just gives tools to understand like okay like what's going on within me and how do I describe these sensations or these peculiar peculiarities or like connection with the with the seasons mm-hmm. I, and, and I know we're going to go over our charts but I'm interested to know what your sign is yeah um so tell me everything I, about yourself <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening I, <laughs> I am an Aquarius rising, which means that I am very comfortable like being like the odd one out like mm. hippie. like it's no surprise that I'm like a vegan astrologer you know <laughs> who like went to law school and like is a creative <laughs> and is like all of these things who has like an immigrant name like all these things just feel it feels so comfortable so february february january obviously end of january february well, it's when my is it rise, it's my rising sign not my sun sign so oh, my, I see. oh, oh, rising oh okay. was, um my sun sign is a leo so that can be very i love leos <laughs> Love Leo's love Libras. Okay, wait, can I can I ask uh, okay. a question? Because maybe oh, everyone has this question. I know that most people refer to like their three, like the rising yes. the sun and their moon. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, but us? I always say my sun. It's flicking yeah. But I, <laughs> look at it blurs Your it out. Sun. Yeah. Bradshaw's giving yeah. us flipping us the bird on us. <laughs> um, but so your sun sign is the sign that you're like born in. Like if I'm August, late August, I'm Virgo. But then your rising sign, is that like your true self? Like what is, what is the representation? That's of, a great question. That's a great rising. Question. So the rising the- sign is where the horizon was when you were born. And so as a result, it is how you see the world and how the world sees you, like very much your lens, your perspective. It also really heavily influences the way you dress, like your appearance. Like sometimes I can like spot an Aries rising just from the outfit. Um, And Mm -hmm. it also describes like how you communicate people, a lot of stuff related to wellness in the rising sign because it's the sign of your body. Um, the sun sign is the main sign that people probably know just from your birthday. You don't need any other information. Um, that's where the sun is located, that sign. And that is more of like your core identity, like more of how you feel, like how you would describe yourself, the words you would describe, use to describe yourself. Um, but it doesn't get to the depth of your emotions and your intuition and all of that. Mm-hmm. That is your moon sign. So it's very important to look at the chart as a whole. Mm. A lot of people feel disconnected from their sun sign because of this, because there's so much, you know, different energy, contrasting energy in the rest of their chart. And so they read something about their sun sign and they're like, I don't understand this. Like mm. Rihanna, for example, is a Pisces, but she Who's has. That? she is a pisces sun but she has so much aries energy in her chart she looks like an aries like she walks around like an aries like that fiery energy like bold like go getter Mm -hmm. is so present um it's not a pisces like a janae aiko or like an erica badu's like Mm -hmm. a body pisces energy um 
So that's why it's important to look at the chart as a whole. But the big three is very helpful because you get kind of like that first impression, that appearance, that perspective of the world, a little bit of that core identity, and then also like the emotional nurturing and like intuition. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay, the moon so was so the, the emotional. The moon mm-hmm. was, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, so say your three again. And then so say, I'm, okay. I'm an Aquarius rising. Rising. Uh, I'm a Leo sun. And okay. Aries moon so I feel like you're like I don't know much but I would just get the impression you're like unique and wild and you express yourself that's that's the vibe I would get great summary (laughs) you're learning so much already (laughs) Um, Rajshan and I kind of we have Virgo in common I'm Virgo sun Libra rising Gemini moon oh we have Gemini moon in common too yes you do which is so much fun like wait wait, what am I again so Bradshaw's Aquarius sun Aquarius sun Virgo rising Gemini moon it's terrifying it I don't know that it's like oh it's so much fun you okay tell us why tell us why I'm so excited wait 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 I have to say you think you're terrifying I think a Virgo Libra combination has is like a death sentence. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, it's honestly, it's, it's like honestly great. it is. It's such a lovely, a lovely sentence. balance. It's a death <laughs> sentence. If you, if you were inside my mind, you'd be like, "Get me out of here." Well, here's the thing. I don't know a lot either. And again, you're going to go into this, so I'm really interested to hear to hear what you have to say. But Gianna and I you know from a like a personal and a personal standpoint and also like from a business standpoint we sometimes operate just on completely different levels of the spectrum like I'm just like she's so like very very meticulous and like like to the point where I'm just like Jesus fucking Christ and I'm just like no I'm like no big deal everything's gonna be fine and we always say the the best place for both of us is always in that middle ground of of the extremes of who both of who we are yes yes yeah, yeah, no, I can see that so much. There's so much like complementary energy in it. Um, but having that common, I do want to start with the Gemini moon because we're okay. so excited mm-hmm. about this. You all both have a Gemini moon, which is so lovely. Like you never run out of things to talk about. Like always new ideas, like always like a new, oh my gosh, I just read this. Did you hear about this? I just saw this show. It was so cool. You need to experience this. Like, oh my gosh, did you hear about this fundraiser? And like all of this and like so much creative energy and ability to like really adapt into different social environments which for a business that is very social and you get all kinds of characters and all kinds of people um this can be really fun because like you're you're very like adaptable. There's going to be something that you're, you're not going to have like a bland conversation, even if you have no common interest with somebody, um, always being able to communicate that. And also the moon sign is something that like reflects how we emotionally nurture ourselves. And the way we learn that is like from our maternal lineage. And so like you, you guys both got to learn from your maternal lineage, from your relationship with your maternal figure. Um, You got to learn like how to crush it in any room whether you had a mom who like Mm. took you to a ton of social events put you in a bunch of activities or just like Mm. put you around a bunch of different people like had so many friends whatever it was like you got to have that experience where like from a young age you're like oh I really know how to talk to people I really know how Mm. to make that connection I really know how to articulate 
my ideas. So like doing something like a podcast is also so nourishing because you're like, I have all these things to say and share and do. And it's like, you will never run out of things to want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we sometimes could probably, I wish we could stop talking. I know we could probably talk about nothing forever, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. I, but I, I've, I have felt that skill in the past. Like, I think I'm socially awkward and I, but I also can hold a conversation with anyone yes. about anything. I'm like, I might be weird. I might be a little awkward, <laughs> but I still know how to show up to this conversation. Oh, totally. <laughs> You're like, I still know that I have something interesting to say yeah. and offer. And so what I say to like Gemini moons is because like, I am practical. I love to give like a little tip with each placement for Gemini mm. moons is like, it is important to like nourish that intellectual curiosity. Like it's important to have like those podcasts you you binge, like those shows that you like watch, mm. like that random section of the bookstore that you love to geek out in, like going to the art gallery and just like reading random things, like doing those things and like making them important in your life is like a really important way of having like self-care. And like some people mm. like to sit around and you know, like a Pisces moon would like want to like wallow in their emotions and maybe like release a lot through crying. Like that's not your vibe. Like in a weird way, it's like giving yourself things to like mentally chew on is Mm. like really, really nourishing. So when you're going through Mm -hmm. like a challenging time or you just like want to support yourself more, like having those things that you can like sink your teeth in, like a new hobby you can just like obsess over is such good Mm. self-care. So I know that Gemini is like the twins. I always like associate it with like a duality. Yeah, two-faced duality, multiple personality. But And then I, because I don't know a lot and I associate the moon with like your just emotional body. Are we like, are we like two-faced, like, like, <laughs> like up and down manic, like emotional bodies? Is that what? Well, because I feel like out of, I honestly feel like out of all the signs. Yeah. And again, just from like what you see on Instagram, which is obviously this, this is not a lot of it's false information and like, you know, not well-researched, but Gemini's was like, Ooh, Gemini, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like Gemini's kind of get that that they get bad, a bad rap, rap don't, don't you yeah. think so they have such a bad rap like i okay. have a whole episode about why gemini's and scorpios have a bad rap but in summary my theory is because of society's relationship to truth like gemini's mm. and scorpios are truthful in two different ways like scorpio is gonna like uncover like the skeletons in the closet type of truth whereas gemini can like see like the future thing that's going to be like next it's like that Mm. innovator who's going to do that thing and who is going to communicate their idea not always in the most like palatable way but in the most honest way in like a funny way in a relatable Mm. way like a lot of comedians have really strong gemini placements um i think gemini also like rules the hands and so like having a practice in yoga where you are often using your hands to balance is like really nourishing as well here um so having a gemini moon doesn't mean you're two-faced it means you process your emotion intellectually in a way Mm. that looks forward and could like 
wants to like fall into their ideas for 10 hours and like that's a form of like getting over a breakup Mm. and like that might not make sense to other people but it makes sense to like a fellow Gemini moon you know like I have Mm -hmm. Gemini moon friends who are like obsessed with like doing their nails and like if they're just like going through like they'll just work on a nail set for like four hours and Mm. that feels like self-care to them Um, this is so interesting interesting. that you're saying this I have and I don't even know if Bradshaw knows this I have a thing where I hate getting my nails done. I don't want anyone touching my hands. I can't wear bracelets or watches or anything around my wrist because I feel like shackled. Like my family knows this about oh my me. God, shackled. Oh my you God, your, You have your Chiron conjunct your moon. That makes so much sense. So like our Chiron is our wounded warrior. And so like it having having sensitivity around your hands like that makes sense especially if you've had like any experiences like related to like school like religion or Mm -hmm. travel like those kinds of spaces because it's all in your ninth house I could see why you could have like an aversion to having something touch I thought maybe it was like a past life thing I'm like I must have been like handcuffed or something because I can't wear anything on my wrist I can't wear rings rings just you might as well chop off my fingers do they feel does it feel like does it feel like giving me like give you like the heebie-jeebies or you just don't like it I feel trapped I feel trapped Mm -hmm. and confined Mm -hmm. by them and I'm like get it off I don't I don't I you don't at all but what I was now I'm like getting real personal I was like oh maybe it's because I intellectualize emotions so much that I don't like you know right now I'm in the process side note she's like, in the process I'm deep in the process she's like, deep in the fucking process of l-i-f-l-i-f-e life no oh. <laughs> I don't know what you were gonna spell for me neither I forgot <laughs> No, I'm just like excavating emotions. Like I'm you like, and I'm you're really little, doing a lot of work. You're I'm, doing a, a lot I'm of like work. lots of healing emotional oh. work right now. So maybe, maybe I'll try on a, a watch later and see you, if I can. You know, it. you know, I will say, I think that Gianna, as Gianna and I are very, very different. One thing I do think that we share in commonality, and I've known this from a lot of people who are Gemini's as well, is like, I feel like we have a pretty good read on people and we I like, I don't put up with bullshit. Like, I don't like, if yeah. I, I think someone's fake, I can sense that they're fake and I'm not, I'm like, no time. You're off yeah. my list. And yeah, I mean, I'm just like, I have a very strict You're boundary. better at that. I like I, trust I'm your intuition like, with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, oh no, there's a weird energy there. Mm-mm. No. Yes. That's very fake. Gemini. And like, that is kind of like the brilliance I feel like of Gemini energy is like, you can see the truth and there's like no emotion around it. You're just like, oh no, it's, yeah. it's this. Yeah, and, like, that's us. It's, it's yeah, like, oh, us. it's obviously this. And Which also can be perceived as being kind of cold because you're just like, exactly. well, the, you know what I mean? So so imagine it's like, well, the if fact some, is... people, some people know that in their intuition and they just completely dishonor it because they're like, oh, mm-hmm. but they're my friend, but they're my mm-hmm. this. And mm-hmm. so that's why from, for, from some people, depending on their own moon sign, their own perspective, they might characterize Gemini energy as like that being two-faced, but it's not two-faced. Mm. You got new information. So you mm-hmm. change mm. your behavior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Which I think it's a healthy it thing. Yeah. yeah. You got information, so you change your behavior. And a lot of people get information and don't change their behavior. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's like I have friends in therapy. I'm like, but are you actually doing something? <laughs> 
same. I also like, I'm, I'm the queen of like, oh, that person just gave me information. Like if I look at their actions. I'm like, oh, that's information. I'm taking that. Mm-hmm. Um, Take it. And then you run with, it. you add it to your, I mean, as a Virgo sign. Oh yeah. It's, it's violent. It's violent. Yeah. I file it forever. I'll never file forget. It. Oh, she'll file it. She'll yes. never forget, bitch. She'll be like, <laughs> on October 14th at 6 PM, you said X, Y, and Z. We've got into fights and she'd be like, remember when you said, I'm like, I didn't say that. She goes, you did. I got, I probably did. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. a, yeah Let's we, talk you, about the you, virgo. you do file I, you do file oh my god I the virgo. I, mean, I can't that, even deal with her being a virgo it is actually painful virgo for me too. you're a vir- can you explain the difference vir- of in us a virgo rising versus virgo sun yes absolutely i'm virgo rising i'm rising. absolutely you're, you're rising i'm sun yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so which, which one's worse which one's worse <laughs> there's They're not the as which one is worse but they operate <laughs> operate very differently so like right. when you have a virgo rising you see yourself as like wanting to help and be of service of the world like you're like it's clear to me like i'm a helper if i'm in any room and like something is wrong i'm gonna help if you walk into a baby shower and the decor looks a hot mess, you're going to walk in, you're going to intervene and you're going to make it. That's happen. supposed to be Bradshaw. I don't think so. I'm very <laughs> helping. I'm very loving. You're not a helper. Yes. Something got lost in your <laughs> astrological well, this translation. Is how, this is how he sees the world and how yeah. the world sees him. So when you get to mm. know him a lot more intimately, that yeah. right sign gets so blurred. So when I describe your rising sign, he's going to be like, what well, on earth? Because you will all know each other. Mm-hmm. so yeah. but like you're a, a new student in your class like a new instructor who's like doing a mentorship with you like mm-hmm. they might perceive these things right away Got it. where it's like Virgo rising sign is also like a lot of times you're really drawn to people who are like older than you like yeah you want to work with people who are older than you you want to live with people who are older than mm-hmm. you, you date people who are older than you True. um because true. you want to be around people who have the energy of like who have it together like you yeah. don't have time for the person who is going to like be too drunk but also agree to be the driver and ruin that one day of vacation mm-hmm. like like yeah. there's no room for that that reminds i mean that reminds me of my best one of my best friends uh, tracy she's older she has her shit together she can have a good time but like she's very structured yeah i've always been very attracted to how about me I'm, I'm older than you you're one I'm year old. older no i'm not and I also I'm i dated i dated an I'm older kidding. man for a little bit uh-huh. <laughs> didn't end, didn't work out yeah. that well no no just kidding I'm he's great but he was 14 years older than me that energy just like allows you to be comfortable because some pe- something that people misunderstand about virgo and, and this applies to your virgo son as well gianna is they think that virgo's because they are aspiring to perfection they think that like virgo energy means having everything perfect which is not it means that like your brain is seeing as a rising sign you walk into a room and you see the potential for perfection like you see a torn up house on hgtv and you're like oh i see the vision of what it can be I see that's 100 percent her that's 100%. Thing can it's annoying like i wish perfect. she didn't yeah i'm like stop stop perceiving what it could be okay it's not what it is now she so shut the fuck up especially in regard to you you're like stop oh, seeing my potential you're like, yeah, i don't want 100 percent she's like she's like you're doing great but you can do even better you, you imagine the places you could go i'm like shut the fuck up let me have this glass of wine and stop annoying me <laughs> Exactly. And so like the difference in these energies is like as a Virgo son, Gianna, like you're gonna you're gonna wanna live in that energy forever. You're like, I anything is a fixer upper. I can fix anything. Like 
there is no problem. Like we can always make it more beautiful. And like, I am here for the cause. Mm-hmm. Whereas God's yeah. energy with the Virgo rising, but without Aquarius sun is like, he's it's like, ca- oh, I'm on the team of helpers. Like I'm on the committee of helpers in this world. Like I'm going to be helping, but like, I am not going to drive myself crazy thinking everybody is a project. I help the people no. to me and ask for help. Then I'm in it to be a mm-hmm. helper. But mm-hmm. if I'm just, I'm not going to opt into a project. So, so what <laughs> you're saying is, is I'm doing charity and <laughs> I'm doing God's work <laughs> and Bradshaw's has boundaries, basically. Has boundaries. <laughs> An Aquarius sun is, can be so generous. Aquarius placements can be so generous because of the boundaries. And like the, mm-hmm. you also have Aquarius Venus, Aquarius Mercury. It's like, you understand. What's the, wait, can we pause though? What's the difference between those two? The okay. Venus and Mercury. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So as we get to more signs in your chart, it's where certain planets were during that time. Oh, okay. Okay. So okay. like your Venus and like Venus and Mercury were in Aquarius at the time that you were born. Okay. Venus usually represents like love and relationships. Yes. Yes. And it what represents is- the way like your love language in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, and not just in romantic relationships, but also like friendships mm. and business partnerships and things like that. And then Mercury is around how you process information, um, a lot about your learning style, and then also mm-hmm. how you communicate ideas and information to other people. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do feel, and again, like I know that all three of the, all three of the signs are very important and they, they, they hold their equal weight, but I do from the research that I have done, obviously has been more on my sun sign. I very much do relate to the Aquarius energy, which is like, I love that. Tend to be like a free thinker, yes. def, you know, a little fiery, uh, totally. cr- creative, drawn to things that are kind of on the fringe. I've just, I've always exactly. been pulled in that direction. Um, it's very so, yeah. Aquarius to even like be into astrology. Like I was saying, you know, Aquarius mm-hmm. rising, same thing with your Aquarius sun. It's like, mm-hmm. it's such an Aquarius thing to like dive into like mystical knowledge, um, yoga, like these ancient wellness practices. It's, mm-hmm. Very Aquarius. Yeah. I um don't have any Aquarius in my chart. I'm, you I'm don't. You don't have any. But it's yeah. there is this lots of complementary energy between many of your signs and how like airy they are. So one thing I lo- was looking at is like your Venus signs. Is Johnny yours is in Libra and Brad's is in Aquarius, which is a very fun duo as well. Like. Between your moon and your Venus, like you were joking that you all like will argue, but you guys have a connection where it's like you can duke it out in a verbal confrontation and like be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's we, happened. We, we've, we've done <laughs> that. We're like, yep. <laughs> well, we, so we, can, we can we can have it out and scream it, like literally cry and scream. Scream it, yes. And screaming, yelling fuck you piece yes, of shit totally. and then be like hey i'm really sorry actually i say that you don't say that she jesus much nicer but um you <laughs> well, know I, we I can we can get into it but like i i can like get really fiery and really angry and then like i can move on i really can yes. i can be like hey i was overreacting let's sit down and have a conversation yes. i do think we do that well don't you think G? you can really yeah. lay it all out and it's like you're not holding anything back you're not gonna there isn't gonna be like carry over to the next mm-hmm. right like you can really like air it all out mm-hmm. and feel like emotionally secure enough to do that mm-hmm. um 
a lot of times like with Venus and Libra and Venus and Aquarius, both of your Venus signs, um, these like love languages, your love languages like are not like what's shown like typically like in rom-com or like, mm. in yeah, like a Libra Venus is like, you can find love with like seven different people in a week. Like you can just like have this like magnetic attraction or connection with many mm -hmm. different people. And you don't think that it takes away from one person or like the other. Mm. Um, same thing. Like you can make like a bunch of new friends in one season with that Libra Venus and like feel excited to have those like new friends and but it's it's there isn't like you Gianna like you wouldn't dive into a friendship and be like this needs to last forever this needs to be my everything forever and ever granted sometimes you could fall in love with like the idea of, like a really romantic story with somebody and like the mm -hmm. vision of like what it could be like that's totally possible as well Ooh, she's reading you to fail girl but there is a part of you <laughs> there's a part of you that can explore with almost like a healthy healthy detachment to like protect your feelings and like having that energy in a Venus sign is not like not what you see on rom-coms is not typically like reflected especially amongst women and so like you may have had experiences where you're dating somebody and they might feel like you're cold or like you switch up or like your emotions are different and you're expressing things differently um but being in partnership working with somebody who has an Aquarius Venus like Brad does is really fun because you both have this what can be very healthy sense of detachment like mm. you don't approach things with like oh my gosh it needs to be like forever and ever and it's like I'm gonna die if it doesn't work out like both of mm. these signs like while you enjoy being in partnership with people there is a part of you that like intellectually also knows that like it has to allow me to be who I am for yes. to actually work. Like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like I have to be able to be me. If I can't be me, it's just like logically, it's just mm. not gonna be a thing. I can't, I don't know if we were recording when we were talking about this, but you were saying that a lot, you like a lot of creative people, a lot of queer people have what sign or a polyamorous sign? Venus I think sign. Yes, your Venus sign, Venus. Venus and Aquarius is just like so so common and the reason is because it's like having this in your chart um it is a very untraditional perspective on love and connection mm. and then libras is too but in a different in a different way so it's like the aquarius venus connection is like definitely sapiosexual definitely like the intellectual connection mm -hmm. is super important being able to have interesting conversations with people mm. and that presides over so much for many people presides over gender pre like presides over identity presides over all these things and so mm -hmm. naturally Aquarius Venuses end up being in and finding the most satisfaction in relationships like in ways that are not traditional like to the general public but really feeds them and nourishes them it's almost mm -hmm. like a an Aquarius Venus like feels comfortable in that weirdness like feels mm. comfortable in being that like boundary breaker like feels comfortable being an example of a different kind of like love to the world mm. um so yeah I love Aquarius Venus clients because especially like when it's love and relationship related like so interesting like I have 
heard like the most interesting and revolutionary perspectives and practices around like love and healthy connection, like from these clients. So yeah, it's super cool what Aquarius Venus brings to the world. And I think that what Libra Venus brings to the world is very much like finding the beauty in everyone, like finding the potential for beauty in everyone, which is why you can benefit from a healthy detachment because you're like, mm-hmm. well, if this beautiful connection doesn't work, there's another beautiful connection available to me. There's another beautiful experience. There's another beautiful friend. There's another mm-hmm. thing that like I can find this thing that I'm looking for in. I, I think that Gianna also sees a lot of potential in people. Well, totally. I think that's the Virgo thing that she was talking about of like trying to like fix or save. But I have to be honest, in terms of romantic relationships, I'm not fixing a man anymore. I've learned those lessons. I'm like, nope, like you need to be, you, you know, have your shit together at this mm-hmm. point. But I'm, or what, do what I'm, I do and have many men. And so like, if they don't have their shit together, you have different options. Be like, mm, I have to go see Joey today. Well, that's the thing. That's Yeah, that's one thing you said that I don't relate to. I don't, I mean- I probably could, but I'm very, very like introverted to myself. Like I, I do have many separate relationships, but in terms of dating, I'm like, no, I am. I'm like One a person all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But I think the Libra. You're so also the, a little Gianna, you know, I love you, but you're also kind of picky. Yeah. I don't know what in my chart this is about, but it, it is like, it's not even like superficial <laughs> necessarily, although I will, it can be. Well, oh, wait. oh it's I admit, in your I first can house. Be. So the hygiene stuff, like that stuff is there's like- yeah, there's just like I'm so particular. Like it has to be like yeah. a very, very special person that like intrigues me. And I don't know. I mean, like obviously looks I like have the opposite thing. problem. I wish people would stop intriguing me. <laughs> I'm it's literally not I can find I so intrigued. many people I'm like they're hot and Jenna's like they're not hot like they could be hot there's something no, hot literally about. one time we played this game and it's like not even a fun game but I was like he thinks everyone is hot where that's not like, true that is not oh, true but okay, I can but, find things attractive about a lot of people I'm not picky they can be tall okay. they can be short they, they it doesn't matter to okay me. but we're, we're opposites in this realm that one time we were like just people watching like at a restaurant <laughs> I was like can you just show me one person that you don't think is attractive because everyone's attractive <laughs> and it like took like 40 minutes because <laughs> I couldn't find anyone not attractive <laughs> Right, right, because it isn't about like the physical as much for an Aquarius Venus. I mean, it would be like really surprising if you had any kind of like physical like type. It's just the person is going to depend based on their their brain, their intellect, like who they are. Whereas, yeah, a Libra Venus, it's like their outfit is make or break. The dirt on yes. their nails is make or break. The haircut, if they look yes. like a barber immediate no you know 100 yeah, she'd be like look at his t-shirt i'm like who the fuck cares about his t-shirt he's gonna be naked right. i'm i'm not that bad anymore i was definitely that all of my 20s i'll be real but um right now for me it's like an energy i'm like i'm just like waiting to meet like a certain energy so i i think i'm uh i don't know evolving i'd like to think i'm evolving but i think the libra thing because i i know it's like balanced or whatever i've heard that indecision is really a big problem with Libra. And I, I suffer with that, with yes. everything. With in, yes, you're absolutely. saying indecisiveness? Yeah. Yes. Especially with if it, when it's your Venus sign, it's going to rule like the way that you do things. Also in conjunction with like your Mars, you have a Capricorn Mars, but like Venus is like 
kind of like the way what in your brain is like the standard of beauty or the standard of perfection for how you want to like do things and so when you have Libra in your Venus sign it's like if multiple people ask you out on a date it's going to be hard to like choose you know which person you want to go with or like if multiple friends invite you to like birthdays and weddings and they're conflicting it's going to be hard to choose like which thing mm-hmm. you're going to go to or like if you are like apartment shopping or something uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. everything's like a really big weighty decision and yes. it's like I think I always thought this was because I'm a Libra rising also I think Libra- it is. yeah that okay. definitely plays into it for sure like and then having this Venus additionally in your first house like when you have multiple planets Ooh, in, in something phase, yeah. yeah it's gonna it's gonna Look really rough that's rough. Well, you know what? I also have like my chart up on a different window and I'm like, oh, I have multiple planets in multiple houses because I've I've like multiple um Sag placements and Gemini placements. Yes, yes. But because you have these like this Libra energy and you know, even Virgo too, it's like always wanting to better things, always wanting to perfect things, like can bring a lot of indecision around as well. I think a lot yeah. of people I think you, I think you can be very, very indecisive, but once you have made a decision, you're like laser focused. Oh, for sure. Even like in terms of the relationship stuff, I'm Mm -hmm. like, when it's a no, it's a no. I'm like, you're done. You're done. Excommunicated. Never knew you. (laughs) That's when your engine really revs up. And like what I describe as the engine in the birth chart is your Mars sign and the way you do things. And, And yours is a Capricorn. It's in the fourth house. And so you know, whatever, like whatever kind of household you grew up in, like I imagine it was like very like structured or there was lots of like traditions or like things in place, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. holidays, like schedules, like Sunday mm-hmm. dinner yes. here type of thing. And it's very much your family. Yeah. And so like that, your Mars sign is there. And so like, that's very much the way that you do things as well. So like, yeah, once it gets from the analytical part of your brain, the decision-making and all of that, and it's like solidified as like, this is the plan that kicks in and both of you actually have earth mars signs so brad your mars is a taurus mars in the ninth house and and these are really really lovely like you i mean there's so much like air energy in both of your um charts but this mars sign is like when you have a goal in mind like you really know how to work towards it like relentlessly and like these two Mars signs are so patient, so patient mm-hmm. in achieving your long-term goals. Um, and for Jana, I can see with the fourth house, it, it stems a lot from your family dynamics, but specifically along like your maternal lineage. Um, for Brad, I see that this uh, could stem from like either your experiences like in school um, or also if you grew up in like some kind of like cultural or like religious a structured space for some reason mm-hmm. um, it, that could also be like a, a place that you learned it since it's in your ninth house um, it could also be something that like I don't know if you like went abroad and lived somewhere in a foreign country for a couple of years or something you could have really learned these these skills um, but yeah both of you are like really really patient in like the pro the process to success mm-hmm. um, which means that you really, really enjoy like the journey and how it's going. And then you inevitably end up at your goals. And like both of you having that grounding energy makes it really easy to work together. Not to mention your Mercury's are like sister signs. Like Gianna, mm-hmm. you have a Leo Mercury and Brad, you have an Aquarius Mercury. Sisters. 
so much fun. Like these signs are like really make it easy for you to want to work together because um, mm-hmm. you're like, I feel understood. Even if I process things in a totally different way, even if I go about ideas in a totally different way, like you know how to communicate with each other in a way that holds space for both of you being understood. You can work really, really, really hard together. But there's also this like, you know, fun, expansive part of you that's like, yeah, like something really magical could happen. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's a part of you that's like, yeah, let's co-manifest this like really cool, amazing next thing for our business together. Like there's Mm -hmm. also some of that playful energy too with all those air signs, which is really fun because then it's like you don't get bogged down by like the the grind and the hustle which mm-hmm. you both have but you also like allow some space for like the creativity and like the magic to the lightheartedness yeah, yeah for that so basically times. our partnership was written in the stars Bradshaw <laughs> and it I will it, say you know what's what Gianna, well Gianna <laughs> is like can be in, very indecisive I'm the opposite. I'm like, so I can make decisions so quickly. I'm well, like, no, yes. Yeah, that's no, why I like, I'll, yes. I'll yeah. often do like a ton of research and then I just like give him two options and then he yeses it. I'm like, okay, great. That's what we're going with. Cause that's, I, I'm, I have a, I, so I, that's a struggle for me. Cause like, I think I have very good intuition. This is my dog, but I can also be very impulsive. So like sometimes okay. those things are, you know, well, I just like, they're at hearing, odds. I just like hearing about how like, we actually complement each other business wise. Cause I know we've had like, we, like we bicker, we bicker on our podcast. We, yes. you know, we're very much open books with that, but also like, I think we've both grown so much from the partnership and realized like our own potential in our own individuality too, because of our partnership. So it has been fruitful and mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, it's interesting to see it like actually on, you know, in the stars on our birth charts mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. yeah it is yeah it's really really wonderful and both of your north nodes which is like your soul mission so like your south node is said to be uh, if this resonates like either your past life but for many people like their childhood experiences early experiences and then your north node is more of like the journey your soul wants to go on like through this lifetime, the lessons you want to learn, the energy you want to embody. And what I thought was really lovely is both of your North nodes, while they're in different signs, are both in your seventh house, which is the house of partnership and one-on-one business relationships. So it's like both of your souls want to go on a journey where you master partnership, working with somebody one-on-one, like really really long term and that you all had experiences either when you were younger in a past life where you both got to master like doing things like yourself like Mm. for you or independently or like not having to rely on other people and like you you doing it and not really having anybody else who maybe even was on the same wavelength to work with but both of you in your journeys are going to master like that energy of partnership so I thought that was really cool that is cool I have a question how do we because I have my chart where where my planets and signs are but how do I see where the houses are what house they're in Ooh, great question so um if you are looking at a like circular chart Mm -hmm. on your online tool there should be like numbers within each of the sections that tell you which house the signs are in and then it'll have like little symbols with the planets got it oh I do see that okay so So, 
that will tell you where the houses houses are and then it is like also worth mentioning that there are different house systems like I mentioned earlier like Vedic astrology and the history of that Mm -hmm. um but there's different systems of astrology and so I always tell people it's really important to just be cognizant of what system you're looking at every system of astrology is like accurate and valid and a fantastic tool but you have to like stay within the system to understand what it means so Mm -hmm. um I use the equal house system so if you see any house that's like a little off um and you're not using equal house that might be why um but yeah uh just okay that makes sense there's different house systems so if you look at like one app and it says you're one rising sign and you see another app and it's different rising sign. It might be that the house systems are different, but mm-hmm. that's um, kind of confusing. It is confusing. Yeah. So I, I say it's kind of like calculus or like math where it's like, you just, if you stay within the same system, things like make sense. So if you're mm. looking at a Vedic astrology website and the interpretation is for Vedic, it's going to make sense. Like stay within that system and yeah. then looking at like, um, you know, an equal house system interpretation. I always tell people when they do a reading with me and the recording, like at the beginning, I tell them what system it is so that when they go back and revisit it and they mm-hmm. maybe have a book for a different system, they don't get confused and and feel like they don't know the right things. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're all valid, but it's just important to keep an eye on like which system is what. I, yeah, I heard that Vedic system can like predict the day you die which I don't want to know I would never ask that but but like I don't know that freaks me out a little bit I'm like I don't know I have no we talk about death all the time on this podcast for some reason it comes up like every three episodes I had to I had to bring it up but (laughs) I'm I'm not scared of death and I want both of you to know I'm not, I'm not surprised from your brick story. <laughs> <laughs> when, people I, are, when people are like, are you scared today? I'm like, no, there are, there are days when I wake up, I'm like, and, and I'm not like, you know, feeling depressed or anything. I'm like, I have to do this again. You're, you're ridiculous. <laughs> You'd like put on a good song, light a yeah, candle. Yeah, I'm like, oh, like, I'm, like, I'm ready. I'm like, we're going to do this again. Here we go. <laughs> people are like, don't you want to know what happens when I die? I'm like, I'll figure it out when I get there. <laughs> oh my goodness no it actually gives me anxiety talking about but uh one one last like planet I want to talk about and it it doesn't have to be about us specifically or maybe but Jupiter <laughs> may, but maybe I don't know if we're good examples but I hear that a lot of uh people who are yoga teachers or healers or anything that has to do with like healing and expansion have pl- like certain Jupiter placements so what is the Jupiter represent and and what placements kind of indicate those paths that's a great question so jupiter is like the largest planet by a lot like it's many many times bigger than the second largest planet so wherever it is in the sky at the time that you're born is going to bring this like inexplicable expansion of things now this can be for many people an expansion of luck, but Jupiter expands despite how beneficial it is. So like sometimes Jupiter can expand in somebody's chart and play out as like struggling with substance abuse or like addiction. Like it just expands, right? It can make, mm. it can expand in a way where somebody is like really a workaholic, like really, really addicted to their work and like really struggling with that. But it can also expand and like bringing somebody a lot of insight that like around their finances and like financial mm. 
abundance. So Jupiter is a really wonderful placement for healers to look at. But I also think it's important to look at um, the modality specifically that you work in and then the modalities that you're seeing in your chart. Um, so things that I associate a lot with um, yoga that connect to like physical parts that are ruled by different signs is definitely mm -hmm. the hands, the mm -hmm. lungs, the breath. Um, and so both of you having Gemini moons immediately, mm -hmm. I was like, that's so lovely for that kind of practice. Both of your rising signs, actually, for different reasons, Libra rising, like wanting to have a workout routine that feels super balanced and not very aggressive, the opposite mm. of like Aries energy, like you want to work out that makes you feel really balanced, is in a really beautiful space as well. Um, and then Virgo rising for you, Brad, it's like um, yoga is really wonderful because it feeds that Virgo rising desire to like always get a little bit better a little bit better a little bit mm. better at your workout like a little progress a little progress a little progress and to become mm. a master like it's really important to you to like exercise in a way where you can build mastery and be like really really good at it mm. um and so a yoga practice you know really itches both of these <clears> things but i would agree your jupiter signs as well gianna you have a jupiter um Pisces in the sixth house which is like so lovely like Pisces loves that experience of like interconnectedness to everybody and the fact that it's in your sixth house of your day-to-day -day work um is really nice so I think it was inevitable that like whatever you do in your day-to-day -day would include healing um so much you, uh, yeah, she needs right. to um she needs to stop healing <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I've been told that no more healing. My she needs that, to stop. That Jupiter and Pisces for me is like um always like something of service. That's yes. what I've been told yes. a lot. By absolutely, others. and yeah. the more that you like serve, like the more um that you experience that luck and expansion as well. So like having a being teaching yoga being of service in this way that like offers people a healing modality you know expands your own healing and then expands like I always like, say uh, teaching yeah. yeah teaching is healing for me in some way but it is. what's Bradshaw Bradshaw's a, Jupiter, it's a Taurus, Taurus Jupiter which is like you know um I feel like Taurus not only rules the throat and so breath is also very important um but having a form of movement that is slow connected to nature right Taurus energy loves like plants I don't know if you're yeah, a plant dad I love plants <laughs> love plants yeah it's like things where you are can be connected to nature um things where you can like really kind of like move slowly develop that mastery you also have your Mars here but what's really important about your Taurus Mars and Taurus Jupiter Brad is also they're in the ninth house which is like the house of um like wisdom from like foreign cultures and faraway places and so interesting like, I feel like that really relates to um yoga as well which is an ancient practice and then Gianna you have that with your Gemini moon is in your ninth house as well so like mm. having a passion for a craft that is from an ancient culture and like wanting to teach that the ninth house is the house of teaching wanting to teach that to others wanting to share that with others is mm -hmm. really on point for these placements as well um yeah and just being able to connect people with something from it's like ninth house wisdom is like 
when you travel somewhere and you like come back and instead of bringing like all these trinkets you just like want to share with people like all the wisdom and things that you learned mm-hmm. and like tell them like oh my god did you know if you like eat this you can you can live so much better and did you know that like this culture like does that and it's so cool because it heals you in this way mm-hmm. um like that's the kind of like ninth house like I can't wait to share this kind of information yeah I relate to that hard that's I'm trying you. to that's I'm trying to you. censor myself because I'm like not everyone wants a solution for everything <laughs> <laughs> or like, your solution or my solution exactly like it's hard to not scream certain things from the rooftops Um, this is so interesting though. And I, I know it sounds like another language I've, my sister-in-law does astrology. So I've, I've heard a lot. And I remember in the early days of like, just listening, being like, what the hell does all this mean? What is a ninth house? What is this? Do you recommend any resources for people listening where they can like go online and educate themselves of just like how to, you know, start understanding the language of astrology, of astrology? Totally, totally. Yes. Um, I think that for, I'm going to do for like different learning styles. So okay. for those who like are really visual and want to see like a chart and like try to piece it together that way and have some good explanations, I recommend the website AstroSeek, um, S-E-E-K. Um, that has a lot of information. If you pull up your own chart, if you look at today's chart, they give you a really great like visual with like more information than you need, but then their explanations are also really good quality. Um, I'll, I always like to um, recommend things that are like astrologer written so that, you know, people are reading things that are quality. Time yeah. is, is a really great app. That's astrologer written explanations are written. Also some astrologers have awesome apps like Chani Nicholas, Jessica Lanyardo, yeah. um, have incredible resources. Um, I have a free cosmic guide on my website, justlongusha.com for people who want to get started and are curious more about like career astrology. It's a very simple guide. It's like very simple structure. Um, But those who want to dive into your own birth chart, I recommend getting like a written birth chart reading about yours specifically. Um, Sometimes you can generate these on like a cafe astrology, but it's can Mm -hmm. be hard to digest all the information um and so I offer a cosmic playbook on my website and also do one-on-one birth chart readings for those who are like I want the full experience with my own but there's so many resources online I just recommend doing stuff that's written by astrologers knowing um, how system they practice in knowing Mm -hmm. what kind of like study they have um, and what kind of learning that they've done what their experience is so people Um, can people can hire you to like to read their chart Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Please, okay. please check out. Yeah, yeah. Give, give, give everyone we wanna, your website. I mean, we have, all, we have yes. obviously tons and tons of students that are and would be like, so interested in this. And we specifically yes. wanted to connect with like a Chicago astrologer. Mm-hmm. So like, please let everyone know where they can find you sure, on, they on can. Instagram, website, all of it. Um, absolutely. I'm on all platforms at Just One Gusha, J-U-S-T-O-N-E-G-U-R-S-H-A. Um, and I offer one-on-one birth chart readings and I also do a 90 day cosmic coaching journey where we do coaching in alignment, um, like with someone's birth chart and kind of like using the transits to do some really cool, like soul deep, like revolution work. That's like one of my favorite things that I get to do. Um, but yeah, I create a lot of content online to teach people about astrology and, the history of it and just giving people tools they can use to help connect with themselves through nature. 
That's awesome. Well, you're going to have a lot more clients because yeah, people are going to want to work so. with you. <laughs> it was so much fun. And you know it what? So I actually have a question yeah. that has to do with the funny thing about yoga. So we always yes. end an episode with a funny story and I, about teaching yoga or practicing whatever, but I'm wondering if there's anything that's ever happened to you in your, you know, career thus far that where it's just like a funny astrology moment. Like, is there something you could see from a chart that you like call someone out or I don't know anything that might've. Yes. Oh my gosh. So many. Um, my, so this one is like, is kind of funny, but it's also really sad. So whenever I do birth chart reading with somebody, we're familiar. Like the whole chart, but when, whenever I do a one-on-one birth chart reading, I also like, I pull up the chart of like that moment to see if like anything interesting is going on with the transits and, you know, like what's going on right now currently with their birth chart. And one time I did this um, and I had a client who had some like challenging transits in her first house. And like, like she might have an injury or Mm -hmm. might get an injury. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I hope this isn't true. Like, I hope it's, you know, manifesting as something else. Like maybe she Mm -hmm. got a bad haircut or like a bad outfit. Like I'm thinking Mm -hmm. of like all these different ways it can be. I'm like, hopefully it's not an injury um and so yeah this is where like your intuition can be so annoying sometimes you don't want to know things and then they came <laughs> to the reading they came to the reading and then I'm you know starting with this section and I was like you know I peeked at your transit chart and it's like I just want to advise you to be like really really careful like so you don't get an injury or like hurt yourself or anything like that and she was like are you serious and I was like yeah she's like my my foot is literally injured right now like I have mm. uh, like Oh, my band a band-aid wrapped around my ankle <laughs> as we speak and we're on zoom so like I have no so you didn't idea see it. Uh, no I didn't see it I had no idea and I was like okay well it's too late for that <laughs> <laughs> should have gotten back to you a little bit sooner yeah, like should have booked oh two days ago <laughs> that's funny the overlap between like I guess intuition and astrology is a whole other subject that's super yeah. intriguing to me. Like, cause then you could kind of make like predictions or insights based on that. I don't know. And yeah. then like in another realm and I'm kind of going on a tangent, then like tarot. Cause I see people blend tarot and astrology. I'm like, where does it end? Like, where? Yeah. <laughs> like, totally. Like, I think that these are, these are all just like tools. Right. And like people use like whatever tool mm-hmm. like works for them, you know, for some people it's journaling for some people it's like, prayer you know for some people it's a combination of everything like it's Mm -hmm. it's just it's like multi modalities yes you can can give yourself or like your soul or like your wiser self like you can give it like more modalities to give you information and to give you insights and so yeah like as an astrologer I can see a chart transit charts of things and it's like you can see themes of things coming but like the way it actually manifests like sometimes can be sometimes I like will say like two or three or five different things because it's like Mm -hmm. it can manifest in a variety of ways the energy just feels like this you know astrologers look at charts and it's like they're not they're not predicting war they're not predicting conflict but the energy shows that like this is going to be the interaction between these like countries and things. So mm. yeah, it is 
sometimes it's honestly like challenging to being an astrologer and seeing seeing things in charts or like um you know Saturn return is like a really big theme there's Mm -hmm. other transits that are really big themes in our lives um through different stages and so yeah sometimes you'll see a transit like I'll see transits coming like in my own life specifically and it's it's really hard to read your own chart honestly like I think Mm -hmm. people underestimate that I get readings myself from other people but yeah you'll see a challenging season you're like okay it's just a season I just have to ride the wave and it does bring you more compassion but doesn't make it any less challenging (laughs) oh for sure Gianna. Um, wait what I have a funny story for both of us Bradshaw okay all I have to say telescope (laughs) oh my god so this story we've been saving, but I'm like, I was trying to think if we have one related to astrology, which we don't, but the closest we have is this freaking telescope, which obviously you could go look at this. Yeah. You could go look at the stars, but we went to Joshua tree. We do an annual retreat there. And the first year we, there was this big, like fancy telescope in the house. And do you know, like those fancy telescopes look like there's a cover on it but there's, but it's not a cover. Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, so you like look in the top of it. It's not your typical, like eye on one end, clear view on the other. It's like, you're like looking down into the barrel and then the big barrel like has this cover on it. And so our retreat attendees thought that it was like, you had to take that cover off. (laughs) And this, anyway, I don't know who who did what but all the next thing we know is that the telescope is broken and you know we want to get our deposit back for this retreat house so like Bradshaw what happened next like I feel like insanity like oh my god it just like for like two days no for 24 hours people were trying like everyone was trying to fix it and they couldn't it couldn't be fixed and people were going to go buy parts and there was a girl crying because she thought she broke it and she's gonna have to pay for the telescope (laughs) it was like it was literally just like where like it it was like flavor of love or something i mean it was crazy and it was like it went on forever and then we did then we at the end we realized that like it it wasn't broken we just thought no 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 someone did and and shout out to gina gina went to freaking get a special screwdriver fix it and but the funny thing after that was like then it became like this like symbol of just like absurdity and so Mm -hmm. we we always have like a group chat with our uh, retreat attendees and so we would just like troll them for like the next couple days and just send them photos of the telescope (laughs) 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 like never forget (laughs) yeah there was something going on in their charts that week let me just tell you I don't know what it was but something needed to be read Oh my so god! Funny. But some seriously good stargazing in Joshua Tree. They oh, like so beautiful. Do yeah. all... Stars are so beautiful there. It's it's not even real. <laughs> Have you been yeah. there? Yeah, Have you been there? I'm actually originally from California. Oh yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, I have... You feel like you're on a different planet. Completely, completely, like a whole different world. As like yeah, it's wild. <laughs> well, it's so cool. They like lights off at 10 p.m. like preserve the night skies I'm like I can't even find a star in Chicago so right right yeah. no, we really forget how much we don't we don't get to see them uh, yeah I, I miss but them. we're all stars we're all stars <laughs> well you're that. a star thank you so much for being here and for sharing all that you shared and for reading our charts I I had a lot of fun I hope people oh, this are, is great are like there it's so much more complex it's like so yeah. much more complex than I thought it was 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is. And I actually could have talked about like both of your charts for an additional three hours. Like, there's so much <laughs> I, I would gladly listen, but like, no, <laughs> I was like, planet just like unfolds like so much. So yeah, it's, it was so much fun being able to dive into this. So thank you for much, so much for having me. Yes. Um, and we, people will follow you on Instagram. And again, like you can get readings from Mahi uh, and we are just thankful that you were here and that you just, yeah. honestly, you've seen our charts, how, you know, how cool we are. So um, <laughs> yeah, I like wanted to go yoga class with y'all. Yeah. You should well, come. come. You're come always welcome. Yoga class, please. Always welcome. Love to. Yeah. DM us. We'll, we'll give you guest pass all of that. Um, but yeah, thank you. And thank you for listening, everyone. Go check out Mahi and, you know, as always rate review, subscribe through the end of November, we're giving away a free t-shirt. So go claim yours by giving us five-star only. We don't want anything else. (laughs) Five-star only reviews. Five-star only. We need to look at our astrologies. We need five stars, baby. All right, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye everyone.